Good morning, amigos. I hope you are doing well. I just have to get this uh, going on the Instagrams. Anyways, um, Monday morning, and apparently this is not going live to the Instagram, so I'm not too sure what's going on there. But anyways, we will uh, get this started on the Facebooks where I am broadcasting live to you right now. So today I want to I want to continue our conversation about the core tenets of a profitable practice, and specifically today I want to talk about uh, core tenant number six, which is why I believe your practice is more than just a clinic. Now I don't want to downplay the just a clinic piece, and what I mean by that is your clinic is more than just a place where people come to get a treatment or have an appointment with you, and and here's why I think this is important. Um, as an example. I believe Gary Vaynerchuk wrote about this in his book, The Thank You Economy. I think that was his book. I can't even remember. Anyways, he mentioned that um, when you know the polled, you know, thousands of people were polled, and they said they would they would happily pay five to twenty percent more for any particular service or thing for better service. And I think we all know, or hopefully you know, that the real, the big way to differentiate yourself moving forward in this economy, in this new economy, in this new world, is through service and experience. And this, I think, is important to remember because when you are a naturopath or a chiropractor or a physical therapist, you might be thinking to yourself, well, what's the difference? Like, how am I different? How is my clinic different than uh, Jane down the street or Bob around the corner? Because he does the same thing. She does the same thing. And that's a very slippery slope to fall into. And what that leads to is price comparison and essentially a commoditization of your business, right? Where so-and-so is charging $100 per session and so do you because you think that it's the same and therefore people are going to price shop and now you've become a commodity. And that's one of the fastest ways to uh, drive your business into the ground and feel pretty miserable about what you're doing, right? So the the sixth core ten here, um, and this is something I believe to be very, very true, especially in 2020 and beyond, is that your practice is more than just a clinic. It's a, it's a catalyst for transformation in your community. Think about it this way. Um, Starbucks completely revolutionized the coffee experience. Not that their coffee is the best, but what they decided to do is they wanted to create a second living room for people within the community, right? So people could go to Starbucks and you know, connect, get together, go there, do some work, relax, read. And they understood that it was more than just getting coffee. And I think like the big opportunity here is there's a big missing piece in the healing journey for most individuals. And I think the big missing piece is community. Uh, my friend James Maskell talks about this in his, in his work. You know, he's a big believer in uh, what well, he's got a book called Community, The Community Cure. Um, he talks a lot about this. And I firmly believe this. And this is something we've been preaching for the like five or six years now is one-on-one is way overrated. It is extremely overrated. And for whatever reason, whether it's online or in person, a lot of people believe, a lot of practitioners believe that one-on-one is the best way to serve their patients. And I believe that it's completely false. And let me tell you why. I understand there's HIPAA compliance issues. I understand that. I'm not saying, like, (laughs) I'm not not saying don't observe that. Um, But what I am suggesting is that isolation and loneliness are bigger factors in someone's disease process. And we, we know that they are going to kill people literally at the same rate of smoking, obesity, etc. Right? We know that when a spouse dies, the surviving 
uh, widow has a lower likelihood of living several more years. So if isolation and loneliness are big factors in people's happiness, uh, life expectancy, and so forth, what if we took that concept and we brought it into the way we do what we do in business? So let's just say that you have a, a patient who comes to see you one-on-one, -on -one, right? That's fine. Like there's certainly times where you have to do uh, some intake, you know, there's some kind of deeper uh, medical analysis, right? Some lab testing, uh, you know, a review of results, stuff like that. And I totally understand there's a place and a time for that type of individual one-on-one. -on -one. And I'm not saying you should ever replace that. However, I do feel that that's a small percentage of how we can really help people. I'll give you an example of what we've done with Healthpreneur. So when I started Healthpreneur, I realized that I, I personally don't enjoy one-on-one -on -one coaching because uh, I don't enjoy it. I think it's extremely ineffective and inefficient. And I don't think it actually helps my clients better than the alternative, which is a group coaching leveraged model. So over the past, you know, past five or six years now, we've helped over a thousand practitioners and health experts, and we've done all of that without one-on-one. -on -one. So when people come to work with us, they get a massive amount of individualized, personalized attention, but we do so in a way that allows us to leverage and scale and help more people, but at the same time connects them with other practitioners because the thing is, you know, who you surround yourself with, it makes a huge difference. Like human beings, we are a very social species. We have these things called mirror neurons and we mirror our peer group. That's just because, you know, we want to be included in the tribe. We don't want to be ostracized. This goes back to primitive wiring. And so who you surround yourself with is extremely important. And I think that's one of the most important reasons why looking at more of a leveraged care type of model can be extremely effective, whether that's brick and mortar or virtual. So what does this look like for, a, uh, for let's just say, a brick and mortar practice? I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, but I love experiences. I love going out to airplanes or hotels or restaurants or different stores and, and just observing what's happening. I'll even go to, you know, if I'm going to a clinic for, for physio or chiropractic care or massage, I observe what's going on from an experiential standpoint. And quite honestly, I have, I don't know if I've ever really been blown away because here's what typically happens. You go to the clinic, you sign in, you sit down. Oh, and guess what? That nine o'clock appointment is now at 9.20. It's nine in the morning and I'm already 20 minutes late or I'm waiting 20 minutes for the, for the doctor or practitioner. I don't, I don't think that's acceptable. I don't think that's a really good way of practicing. And I think that is indicative of a lack of efficiency within the practice that is, is forcing people to wait longer for their care. But let's just say that you're sitting there, right? Whether the practitioner, and I'm talking about you as the patient for a second, right? We're sitting there in the, in the, in the waiting room and there's magazines, right? And we just, it's like, it's the same in every single clinic, every single one of them. And I think there's some just really simple things that we can do to make people feel like they're in a really special place. For instance, let me give you a couple ideas. When I was in Vegas, years, I'd spent a long time since I've been in Vegas, I stayed at this hotel called Vidara. And Vidara was unique because it didn't have a casino in it. And I remember walking in and instantaneously I was like, this feels really good. And they were very smart because what they did is they infused the ventilation systems with a really nice aromatherapy. Was, uh, I can't even remember the, how I would describe it, but it was a very soothing scent. And I remember for years and years, I would, I would re recall that scent and it made me feel good because I had associated that feeling with the hotel.
And I promise you, if I walked back into that hotel, like in an instant, I would be brought back to that feeling because of that scent that was coming through the ventilation system. So one example of something you can do in the clinic, right, is just, you know, put some aromatherapy out there, right? Make the clinic feel more like a spa. If you think of a spa experience, you walk into the clinic, you have this really nice smell, this nice aroma. Simple things like, well, what if you had a really nice um, uh, jug or you know pitcher of water with a lemon or cucumber inside of it, right? Like really simple things. I mean, if you believed in, in coffee, I mean, you could even serve people espressos and cappuccinos while they're waiting. I mean, maybe, you know, not if they have adrenal fatigue and stuff like that. But I think there's little things that we can do like this that don't cost a lot of money, that are so simple to implement, and that just requires a little bit of imagination. And I think when we start doing stuff like that, we start to create an environment where people look forward to coming back for more than just the treatment or more than just the appointment. So those, I mean, those are just a little, you know, a few things. Above and beyond that, I think um, we talked about this whole one-on-one -on -one idea. But I think there's a really big opportunity for group care. And this is actually something we're teaching our clients a lot more of moving forward because group visits, I think, are the way forward. If you think of any knowledge-based practitioner, so naturopath, functional medicine, uh, functional medicine doctor, doc, uh, dietitian, even medical doctor, everything you do can be shared within a group. Again, I talk about the HIPAA compliance stuff. Yes, you can remove people one by one to do some initial, some one-on-one -on -one assessment type of work and then bring them back into the group. And now there's actually been many, many studies that have shown better outcomes in group visits because again, people feel connected to other people like them that are going through a similar journey. And now it's not just about coming back in for a treatment, it's coming back in because they're gonna get to see Joe or Deborah or Stephanie and reconnect with their friends. And that's going to create a community within the clinic that becomes more than just the clinic. And so that helps with retention, that helps with patient outcomes because now they don't feel lonely anymore. And this is what I talk about when I talk about your practice is more than a clinic. I believe it's a catalyst for transformation in your community because now it's the same thing with the gym. Like I, I'll give an example of F45, the F45 that I go to and not, F, not all F45s are created equal even though it's a franchise. And very similar, not all... Uh, stores, franchises, or clinics are, are created equal because it's really, I think, a reflection of the leadership. So at the F45 that I go to, F45 is a group-based, high-intensity type of workout uh, concept, and it's, it's really brilliant as a business model. But what they've done extremely well at this location is, you know, there's 20 to 25 people in a class, and they're all working out together, but it's beyond that. Now, like, what they've done is they create... Um, they do uh, outside of the gym type of meet and greets, like they'll do events, you know, they'll go for, uh, you know, they'll train for a 5k together, they'll do all sorts of fun stuff outside of the actual gym. Uh, they're taking pictures all the time together, they're posting it on social media, and they've created such an amazing, it feels like a family, to be very honest with you. And one of the things that can happen is when you have that family, one of the best things you can do for new people, new patients coming in, is immediately introduce them to everyone else. So let's just say that you have a new patient coming in and you're running you know, whatever type of clinic you're running. And 
instead of you sitting as a silo or the, the patient sitting in silo and then everyone else in the clinic is sitting in silo as well, I think the job of a receptionist or an office manager or even a patient concierge can be so simple as, hey, um, let's say I'm Yuri, the new patient. Hey, Yuri, I'd like to introduce you to Joe over there. Joe loves tennis and so do you. I thought you guys should know that and connect and see if, you know, just wanted to bring that up. So there's so many little things that we can do to bring people together and really make your practice a place that people not just come to for an adjustment and leave, but they come to con to connect and build relationships with you, the practice owner, the other people in the clinic, the other patients. And now, because like, listen, just at the best of times, people are so disconnected. Here's what happens. You go to a waiting room, everyone's on their phone or everyone's reading a magazine. And that's, I guess it's fine, right? But ultimately we wanna be connected with people. And I understand that not everyone needs to partake in like hanging out and socializing with people, I understand that. But I think little things like that can make a big difference because if you're sitting right beside someone, that person could be your best friend, you don't even know it yet, right? If you have like these uncommon commonalities like, hey, you like cars, he likes cars. You play tennis, he plays tennis. You live around here, he lives down the street. Like there's so many ways to connect people and I think this goes above and beyond just being a good technician as a practitioner. It's about really thinking about how do we go above and beyond for our patients? And I, and I think like honestly to execute this is extremely easy and all it requires is a bit of forethought and it requires some type of system where everyone on your team in the practice is bought into this whole philosophy and you have the right people on the, on the boat. Right? You have people that, you know, if you go to the Four Seasons hotels or any hotel, uh, you know, any nice hotel, they have front desk staff and they have a concierge. The concierge basically helps you out with anything you need. Why not have that in your clinic? Right? You know, I, I think a front desk receptionist, if you look, if you watch the show, um, why did I just forget the name of the show? Harvey Specter, Suits, okay, there we go. Um, his assistant or his former assistant, Donna, right? Like having that level of emotional intelligence in a person to be able to connect dots and introduce people and be an amazing first point of contact. Like I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a clinic and just been so underwhelmed by <laughs> that receptionist. And it's the first point of contact, right? Like make sure you have the right people as your first point of contact with your patients. Like it just, it sets the tone for everything. So anyways, um, the point of this is I think there's a very, 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 very big opportunity for doing small little things that can make a huge difference in your business. And it's the difference that's gonna make somebody feel special. And that even if you did everything exactly the same as the person down the street, that patience is gonna choose you because they feel special, they feel acknowledged, they feel cared for, they enjoy the experience, and now they're connecting with other people instead of just living in a silo side by side each other in another practice where they just go in and go out and they're done, right? This is a philosophical decision and not every practice has to do this. I understand that. But if you really wanna separate yourself from a very crowded marketplace, it's so easy. And the thing is, it's so easy that most people don't do it. And we live in a world where mediocrity is the, new, is the standard. It's like, like people just do what's good enough. And it's so easy to be exceptional by just doing a few things just a little bit better. And I think it really comes down to really looking at how do we care for our patients in a much deeper way, right? And that goes beyond like 
getting another certification so you know how to use a laser therapy on whatever. Like that's a given, like you know how to help people. But we have to take off, you know, it's, it's, it's the whole bedside manner. It's the whole bedside manner idea. You know, like, yes, you have to be very good at what you do, but having the bedside manner, not, not, in, like, not in the traditional sense, like, you know, you have a problem, you're gonna die type of thing, but bedside manner in the sense of understanding people, understanding how to build a community. And I think, you know, if you build a practice around that, you'll have unbelievable retention. You'll have people referring to your practice all the time. You will have happier patients who get better outcomes. So you're gonna make more money, you're gonna have happier patients, they're gonna stay longer, they're gonna refer more business, and I think you and your entire team are gonna feel a lot more fulfilled in what you do, okay? So that's the sixth core tenant, is your practice is more than just a clinic, it's a catalyst for transformation in your community. And I like, again, our mission, our vision is to help a billion people on the planet end suffering, right? So suffering from a health perspective, but also business owners in the, in the health space reduce their suffering in business. And I believe that in helping practice owners build better businesses that now start to spread within the community, that is how we can reach a billion people. It's not gonna happen with one practice, but over time, over the next couple of decades, as we help thousands and thousands and thousands of more practices build these types of amazing transformational hubs within their communities, I believe we can get there. And if you'd like to be part of that, that vision, we'd love to have you on board, right? Uh, first step is to obviously have a chat with us to see if we can even help, and you can do that over at workwithyuri.com. There's probably a link on the screen or somewhere around here. You can click on that, go over, book a call with us, and if you own your own practice and you're very, very good at what you do, uh, I'm certain we can help you on the getting new patient side of things, scaling your business so that it's not 100% reliant on you, and really creating some amazing things for your patients, for yourself, for your team, and for your community. So anyways, if this makes sense, give it a thumbs up, share it with a practitioner who needs to see this. Uh, I will be back on tomorrow with the seventh core tenant, which is another a golden one. Again, we've got three more to go, 10 core tenants, right? And if you live these, I believe your practice will be in the stratosphere compared to everyone else. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you.